DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Alan Johnson. Oh, man. What is up? How are you, brother? Man, I'm good. What's up? So, well, first off, we've been trying to do this for a couple months now. I didn't want to do it Zoom. You didn't want to. Well, I was going to do it Zoom because I was just ready to get you on. Yeah. But you said, no, we're going to do it in person. I'm going to come to your studio, so we're here now. It's the old school in me. Yeah. We got business to do. We're going to meet and see each other. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I like it. And you know, so much of this stuff in the world's going virtual. It's changing. Yeah. Our world's changing. Um, You can do just most anything virtually Mm -hmm. now. But I'm still of the persuasion that come over here, sit down, have a good exchange. And and we've had a good time. Yeah. Where were we at last night? So we did the the AKA fights last night, and that was the first. I've been working with these guys for a while now and um i used to fight a little bit for them but um that was their first fight on ufc fight pass so it was you know good time to ring everything back in yes yeah yes we had a great time over there yeah we did yeah and that's the uh that's the second time i've been over here with you yep first time what december that was november november i believe it was yeah middle november yeah that was a good fight yeah it was that was uh over here at the old hirsch coliseum right Yep. yep Yeah, I enjoyed that, man. I enjoyed the fire out of that. Well, so we have, um, <clears throat> I want to talk about, let's talk about this. So, I don't know much about you. We've known each other for probably a little over two years, something like that. Yeah. Maybe a little longer than that when I met you at an event over in Tyler, Texas. Yeah. Um, we was doing a little politicking and networking. <laughs> we're, I believe we're at the Cascades at their fall. That's, what, uh, that's, yeah. that's a nice place, too. It's a nice little yeah. spot. Yeah, well, it's, it's overlooking uh, Bellwood Lake right there in yeah. Tyler. Yeah. And what's so funny is that was, I grew up over there in Tyler. Okay. Yep. This is what I want to hear about right here because I don't know my, none of this. My family has been over in Tyler for a long time. I think we've come here from Georgia in 1895. So okay. Been over there about 125 years. Okay. And so we fast forward all this time. We're in a high rise over there at the Cascades, looking yep. out over this little bill. It's Bellwood Lake. Bellwood Lake was like the rough part of town. Like you would drive to some roads out there and that's where the bad stuff went out. And it's so funny to see the change from that to the site for a country club. Yeah. I mean and we're proud of the progress we've made over there in Smith County. We've been there we've sunk our roots there. I mean, we have transformed that place and, and it's gotten better, you know. There's a lot of people that are comparing Tyler to Dallas, to Austin, to San Antonio, to Houston, like Maybe completing a triangle of those Texas cities over there. Yeah, I I don't agree. I think it's got its own feel to it. Yeah, you, know? you yeah, can't compare Austin or Austin. It was right. just different, man. It's uh, there's it's more of a uh, it's more more working man. Yes. A little more working man. Blue collar. Yeah, a little more blue, blue collar. collar. Yeah, and and we've got some old families over there that really come up and like, dude, when we we were talking about this earlier, coming up, getting started. Yep. Born, I was born over there in 1992. Trinity Mother Francis Hospital. Which is crazy to me because I feel like you're old. You're like me. You're old soul, but you're you're. I feel like you you're my age and just a few years younger is crazy. But yeah, go ahead. Well, and so much of that was the influence my grandfather played into my life. Okay, I like to say that I was raised by one of the great true Southern gentlemen of that dying old South type deal. Yeah. And my grandfather, he wasn't a rich man. He was a very humble man. But he instilled a raisin in me that I see coming out in myself as I get older. Yeah. And I can attribute a lot of my success to that. Like, the manners, the work ethic, 
the pleasantries exchanged between people, just making making everybody feel like a friend, even yeah. a stranger. So that coupled with your background, we kind of we kind of mesh, me and you. Yeah, I know it's crazy because uh, we're two we're the same we're the same in that aspect, um, very much the same, um, but. We have two different lifestyles. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I enjoy that Western lifestyle. Well, you um, well, how did you get it? So, for everyone that doesn't know, this man is a real cowboy. This ain't no Yellowstone bullshit. <laughs> this is not an actor. This is not you know Kevin Costner, which I love. That's he's a very good actor. I like yes. him. But this is a real. This ain't no rip. That's still an actor. This is a real <laughs> life rip right here, yes, ladies sir. and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Well, how did you get? How, so, how do you get into being a cowboy? A real cowboy, herding cattle every day. How does that happen? One, so I feel like one does that maybe growing up on a ranch or a farm. Primarily, but then you're doing it for business. So how does that happen? Exactly right. Exactly. Primarily, your private farms really rule America, and they're usually passed down from generations. We all know how expensive land is. You know. Yeah. My deal. I went to Stephen F. Austin down here and got an ag degree. Okay. And. While while being down there, I started to see more of the business side. So you're educated on horseback. Yes, sir. That's That's rare. That's exactly right. Yeah, I was educated under Dr. Dale Parrott down there, the department chair for Stephen F. Austin, the ag department. He's retired now, but he was a great guy, had a great program down there. But I got out of school, and I seen more of the business gears turning over here, Uh mixed with the traditional cowboy stuff over here. and. I've built a successful ag business based on those two models. You know, we do uh, a lot of customer cattle where we'll take in custom grazing and we'll put them out on different lease pastures right through East Texas. And our, and just uh, it takes that business model and we we make it work for us. And at the same time, we try to promote agriculture into a thing. So that, you're moving cattle around <clears throat> to graze on people's land. That's exactly And right. that's the primary yes, yes, staple do, of your business. Yes, we're, we do a lot of connecting with that. So um, you're not you're not messing no cattle for sale for slaughter. Now, now we also do that okay. too. Another sector of my business is uh, we'll do some custom backgrounding and, I'll, and background cattle for myself as well. And uh, we'll put together some uh, calves out of all these different sale barns. We may go to Nacogdoches, New Summerfield, Henderson, Crockett, uh, put these calves together and centrally locate them there at my place. Okay. And we'll put a, a background on those calves like 60 or 90 days. And, okay. and that's a intense 60 or 90 day period because you're taking something that was plucked off a farm in Plain Dillon, Louisiana, yeah. you know, or some random place and hauled to the market and it's stressed. It's missing mom. It's missing home. You have to take it home, care for it, and line it out and turn it out and get it to a point where it's ready to go into the next stage of its mm-hmm. life. And a lot of times those cattle will back off and lose weight during that period and it's it's the stress. Stress for them, yeah. Yeah. And and they go backwards to go forwards. And how akin is that to us in life at times? Yeah. Well, I mean, tell me this, and that, that's interesting you brought that up. Tell me um how so the perspective that people get watching a show like Yellowstone, I bring this up because there's going to be so many people that a wide variety of listeners and viewers we have that can use that as a reference. So how much, how much of that lifestyle bleeds into the real cowboy lifestyle? Man, I've met some boys out there that probably live some of that bunkhouse style. Yeah, that, that roving cowboy style, the drifter, kind of like it used to be. Uh, I done a gig this past summer where I spent a month up in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good friend of mine, B.J. Hill, and his family own a Swift Creek Outfitters up there. Okay. And during the summertime, he does wilderness trips, 
and pack trips back into the mountains. So I guided for BJ this past summer, and we would uh, utilize the Teton Wilderness up there. Okay. And man, it was it was an unreal experience. Uh, wall tents, we slept in those every nice. night. July, northern Wyoming, you're still going to need a jacket. You know? Really? Yeah. That's, so. that's crazy. Well, here you're going to sweat your ass off. Oh, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be no nice if you're not wearing no clothes. No if, you, if I couldn't wear any clothes in July, I'd be happy. And, you know, there was a lot of interesting uh, characters up there. And we were talking about that little bunkhouse lifestyle. There mm-hmm. were some guys up there that they would basically travel to those riding jobs in the West like that. And they would stay. And, and there was on the other end of the spectrum, like myself, and there was a, another guy we called him Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown was a professor at the University of Nevada. Okay. And he would come out there for two months at a time in the summer and just chill out. Just guide horseback trips. Turn down. And so much of that is getting your mental stability. Like, reset yourself. Do those things. Get connected with nature. Yeah. Calm it down. Slow down. Because life gets fast. Well... That's something that, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that aspect of it. So you going up there is kind of like a little vacation, but at the same time, roughing it too. But on a you know, da- daily basis, you have a process to where you, you, you have it down. You go home, you oh, get yeah. up. And you, so yeah. how does that work? You you have your, you trailer your horses to wherever y'all are hanging oh, out man, at. How does that work? On, on a typical deal nowadays, when we were first starting out, when I was first starting with this business, ever and anything was my job. Yeah. So whether it was fixing fence Yep. Brush hogging, spraying pastures, cutting hay. I mean, all that stuff. And I, I, I loved it, okay? And, and we've transitioned more into, we contract all that stuff out. Like, I got a designated guy that I call, uh, and he handles all my fence work. And then okay. I got a couple guys that they handle all my spraying. And I just give them a call, hey, man, I need you over here at this pasture. And then I got a couple guys that handle all the hay bale. Yeah. And then, and then, this is the fun part, the cowboy crew. We have some interesting cats on our cap, on our cowboy crew, and and they're good guys. They're good East Texas guys. Rocky Langford over there at Rusk, Texas. That man is known in that area for his cow dogs, and it's changed so much in this in this modern world we live in. But there's still a place where a man is judged by the quality of the dogs he raises. Okay, and that's and that's an interesting deal. Um, Rocky on that cowboy crew. Trey Hazel over there, Trace Hatchison, all of them, man. We we really mesh, and and the mornings working cattle where we all get get together, that is a lot of fun. That that normally starts out. We'll get our horses saddled early, five five thirty. We cinch up, jump them up on the trailer. We're gonna haul to wherever we're going. Okay. Very rarely are we working cattle right there at the home. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So you you get up early, early morning. Yeah. What, yeah. But four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock. Exactly. Morning? Yeah. One of the, one of the things is a lot of those pastures in East Texas. If it's summertime, it's getting hot. Yeah. And those cattle are out grazing early, and yeah. they're all out of the woods or wherever they're at, and they're where you can gather, where you can get to them. If you get out and get up there too late in the day, like 10, 11, 12, and trying to get started about that time, it is too hot to be working cows. <laughs> they're putting them babies down there hiding. They're down their creeks. But we'll get out there early, and we'll try to get there right at daybreak, okay? And we get horseback, and we jump them cow dogs out of the trailer. Okay. And they stay right there with them horses. And that's the time we all just kind of, hey, how's it going? How, how y'all been? You know, kind of connect. And we ride down there. And we find them cows and get around them and send them stalks. Yip, 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 yip. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. And they'll go and get around them cattle and just what we call bay. Yep. They'll bay up on them and circle 
and windmill them. And those cattle get them calves and put them in the middle. And all the mamas put get on the outside. Those cattle get tight and compact, and that's the time we just sit there and talk. We let them cattle kind of settle down, probably 15 minutes at the most, maybe. Depends on the cattle. Sometimes longer. Call them dogs off and get around them. Start heading to the pens with them. Okay. We get them up there. Every once in a while, about halfway up, them old cows will try to break again. Yip, yip, yip. Send them dogs back to them. <laughs> Gather them back up. Take them back in there. And then this is where the proudness of a cow horse is really tested this next part. Sorting. we got to sort the baby calves from the mama cows. How do you split them up? Oh, so we got them all jammed up in there, yeah. right? We put a good, and this is usually a good cow horse in that pen, in that gate of that pen. Okay. So this is after you got the, the cows pinned. So right. you get your dogs. So just for everyone knows, so you get your dogs, you run them out, a uh, couple cowboys, a few yep. dogs, bay those cattle up, right. and then you migrate them to the pen. Right. So you got a couple. What's the least amount of horses you have while you're moving these cattle? It really depends. If we're if we're on a set of cattle that's you know a little old East Texas bunch of twenty or thirty, three guys, okay. two two guys okay. probably three guys optimum. If we got a hundred, two hundred that we're gathering at mm-hmm. one time which is very likely to happen on some places, four or five guys, a little bit better. Okay. It depends on your dogs and it depends on your cattle. Maybe anyway. You get them to the pen and then this is where we... This is the part that's it's what the American cow horse, American quarter horse, has really been designed to do over the years, along with a lot of other things, but the cutting ability of yeah. them is unreal. You get two boys ride on, on those cattle herd and start bringing them to the gate, to the gate. Man in the gate... Is letting the cows out, holding the calves back. And he can do it all just with that finger on a good horse. Touch. And that horse will spin. That's insane. On hind quarters and will let the cow by and then dog in there and push that calf back. And to watch one move in that manner, the athleticism is unreal. And that's, a, that's kind of a quiet time right there. Yeah. You're letting that man work. And you just kind of observe every once in a while, you'll, whoo, you know, on a good cut. When you watch that horse move good, the excitement's, it's, yeah. it's uncontainable at that point. Well, there's, um, <clears throat> there's just something that, you know, we're, we're, we're such a busy lifestyle and, um, doing the kind of work you do, you're able to see both sides of life. You know, what I mean is the, an ancient art form that, you know, that's been around for, since we oh, were, yeah. you know, come to the Americas. Herd, and, herdsman, you know, yes. Yeah. And. You know, you're able to, to still see that every day, but then you also still experience the busy lifestyle. Everyone else kind of exactly. forgets about that type of life, so it's it's interesting to bring that back. Exactly, the business side of things uh, are are a big thing for me because I enjoy that challenge. Yeah, I love that. Um, one of my heroes, T Boone Pickens, who passed away in 2019, he was uh, the son of a lawyer up in Oklahoma. Okay. Went to OSU. He loved that university. Became a corporate, they called him a corporate raider. Okay. Because he would buy as much stock as he could in those companies to where he had a controlling share mm-hmm. and basically take the company over. And the stockholders would not realize it until he done grabbed hold of most of it. <laughs> and he'd say, look, either I'm going to take your company over or you're going to sell or you're going to buy these stocks for me, yeah. all my shares. He was the king at doing that. I mean, he was great. But from his humble beginning 
to what he obtained in life was was unreal. And H.L. Hunt, Hunt Oil, we talked about yeah, this. Yeah, I, I, I did some work for Hunt Oil a long time ago. Exactly. That's an old represented firm there in East Texas and Louisiana. But Hunt had a philosophy, too, that was uh, money is just a way of keeping score. I mean, that's a good philosophy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the truth. It really is. It, too many people get hung up on that, on making the money yeah. and, and chasing that dollar. And before they know it, their life is behind them. Yeah. So money just a way of keeping score, but it is a motivating factor. Yeah. You know? Of course. And uh, it's it's a fun part. It's a fun part of life as well, dude. Well, I mean, we're, we're, a, we're a creature that has to have a project. No matter what yes, uh, what type of person you are, as a human race, we have to have a project. It's like, to work on. We, we, you know, animals don't do that. You know, they, they live their life as they are. You know what I mean? But we have to have a project. Yeah. You know, we just... We wake up and we're trying to do something. We're building things. We're evolving. You know. And, and you know, so much of it, it's still never enough. No, it's never going to be enough for and anyone. We just keep chasing it. Yep. Chasing it. It's a point to where we become almost like a robot, man. Like everything's right at our fingertips now. You know, oh, the man. access the the access to information that we have versus what we had ten years ago or even twenty years ago is insane. The fact that you can raise a child and by the age of three, they have experienced more than most of us you and I maybe even experienced by the age of 10. If you think about how much information they have access to, you know, it's unreal, man. It's, um, everything can be at your fingertips with these phones yep. nowadays. And the amount of, my iPhone, I'm still learning things about it. I, and it's unreal and it spoils us in a way. Oh yeah, for sure. Now there's children out there that won't ever know the difference. No. They never knew life right. before. Right. My nephews love them to death. The mask things with the schools. Yeah. I, I asked my nephew, I said, hey, you know, you wear that mask? Oh, yeah, I wear it in school all day. Yeah. I said, you don't ever take it off? No, we're not supposed to. Yeah. And it's already ingrained yeah, in already know. that. So they're used to it. For us, it, we're like, hell no, we're not going to Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, freedom's our, getting infringed on yeah. now. Uh-uh. Well, I mean, because it's changed uh, so dramatically, in, you know, within, within 12 months. We're living in a pandemic. Yep. Literally. Yeah. And it's taken a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Five hundred thousand, I think, was the death toll in, in the United US. States. Yeah, and I haven't looked at it lately, but it's. Um, I know it's. It's. I feel like it's leveled off a little bit because of vaccinations and. Um, you yeah, know. and there's a lot of backlash about the vaccinations yeah. and all that. Uh, my grandfather went and got his done. Well, I think that you know it's it's. Here's the thing, man. It's one thing to tell somebody. And I never get on too much of a political rant here, so we'll, we'll keep this short and sweet. But yeah. it's, it's one thing to tell someone to um, to do something, another to let them choose. You know, so I feel like if you educate someone and say, "Okay, you're you're an older person, you're at risk, you know, for or you have pre-existing health conditions, or you're at risk, yeah. you're at higher risk because you're older and your immune system's weaker than it is of the you know middle-aged person." Um, then, okay, so I'm going to educate you on all these things, and I'm going to make it up to you know let it be up to you. What you want to do from there, right. just like any other thing, flu shot, anything else, you know. And so that's one of those things where I think that if we're going to do it, it's not one of those things where you tell someone they have to, but you say, hey, yeah. here's a, here, I'm going to educate you on everything, and then you decide if you want to do it or not. Well, the the good old guys that I've known, several yeah. of them have died yeah. in this COVID deal. Yeah. Because it's and, something that, and they're, then again, they, they have a weak immune system, may have pre existing, you know, heart right. issues, and, and, diabetes, whatever it may be. It's kind of like, Let's let's take a shot on this. Let's take a chance on the shot. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean because um, 
those older people's one were really losing. Yeah. But life goes on. It really does, brother. Well, we got to roll with the punches. Right. And, you know, there's so much of a difference in this 90 to 100 miles from Tyler over here to Shreveport. Yeah. When we cross that Louisiana line, y'all state's a little bit different. Y'all state is really strict on the uh, on the guidelines on that COVID stuff. Yeah. Over there, we're kind of like, you know, as Texans are, we're kind of like, oh, we're going to do our thing. Well, I love Texas. Texas could be literally just just – Fall apart from the United States and float off and oh, be yeah. just fine. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's there's it's, so many different flavors of Texas, right? Really you got you got my area, you got East Texas, mm-hmm. you got the coastal region down there, then yeah. you got South Texas, the brush country, the valley, yeah, and you got the hill country, you got West Texas out there, at Midland, Whew. then you got the Panhandle, and that's a whole other ball game. Oh man, hey, I got some great friends of mine up there in the Panhandle up in Spearman, Texas. Yeah. I know where Spearman is. Oh man, I've been through there. Yeah, flat, flat country. Now that's just right there. Well, that's just right there, coming out of Dallas. No, north. no, 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 further. Amar- go to Amarillo. Oh, oh, yeah, no, that's right. That's uh, further over there past Lubbock. Yeah, I know where you're at yeah. now. Yeah, and go north, yeah. mm-hmm. almost gotcha. Oklahoma Panhandle. Gotcha. Oh man, Cabo went up there. There's old boy uh, Matthew Jarvis. Met him at College Station, Texas, when I was going to school down there. His family was a long line of Texas A&M graduates. Okay. Me and him got linked up down there, had a lot of wild times, and we split, and I went to Stephen F. Austin in East Texas, and he went to Tarleton State University in Stephenville. Okay. This last couple of years, I kind of got reconnected with him. You know, called him, how you been? I said, hey, man, I'm going to come see you. Come on. Boy, we had a time up there. Wheat pasture. Wheat pasture is flat, open country. Uh-huh. Turned him yearlings out on it. And up in that part of the world, you got to ride them cattle every day. And yearlings, for those of you who don't know, is it's a it's young cow. It's you know? young, yeah, it's a young calf. That's that's going to be like a what we call Teenager. a yearling, ten to fourteen months somewhere in there. It's a yearling, you know. Yeah. It's, it's and then that is at the growing stage. That's before they are getting ready to go to the feedlot. Okay. So, so you take some of those backgrounded calves I talked about a little while ago at my place. Take those and put them on wheat pasture at the next stage, and that'd be more like what Matthew's doing up okay. there. And he's growing them things from like 450, 500 weight up to like 800 weight, 750, where then would go to the feed yard. Yeah. That's a, a real fun time because riding those things every day, there's no way to catch them without roping them. <laughs> now we're getting into the real stuff. Yes, sir. Is it because they're just more active and you're trying to, you know, they're getting used to doing. Well, it's just those the the main reason we're out there, we, what we call we're in them. We're out there in them cattle yeah. every day is because. They've just went through a stressful period, come from South Texas, East Texas, whatever, moving up to the Panhandle portion, yeah. where it can vary in temperature degrees and get them sick. So you're out there every day looking for chronics, you're looking for respiratory problems, you're looking for heavy breathers, you're looking for head down, ears down, uh, dried up nose, which could be caused from fever. Okay. Just something looking real puny. But trust me, when you, when you get out and bust him out away from that herd, that circuit don't look puny no more. He will speed <laughs> and go. And just get your rope ready, push your left hand down, let that horse open up, get right up to him, take you some swings, pull and stop. And I'm telling you, there's nothing funner in this world. And doing that stuff, that's the closest you can really come to the Old West style yeah. back in the day. Yeah. You know? I don't care that it's 2021. We're still roping and doctoring If you got enough land and you're on those horses and there's not a truck... A, a building, a bridge in sight, it's almost like you're turning back 
the hands of time. Yes, and that part of the world up there, it's you're very likely to be out on a what they call a grid system. You know, all their roads are run on the longitude and latitude lines. It's so all flat. Those, all those COs, all yes, those COs, yes. FM twenty two, yes, CO and that's on ninety. The, that's north of the Canadian River Basin up yeah. there, and that's a broken country. That Canadian River. When we gathered some cattle out of there, we call it going into the rough. So where's she at? I think she's down there in the rough. <laughs> but you get up north of that that rough, it's flat, and that's an optimum wheat pasture grazing. You know, that's probably, it could be in North America some of the best wheat pasture grazing there is. From there up into Oklahoma, Kansas, and over into eastern Colorado. Yeah. A little bit of New Mexico, but there's a breed of cowboy out there that is still alive and well. And the, and the cool thing about it, you know, we we're talking about my business side of it. Matthew's college educated. Yeah. He has a brother right now going to school at TCU, Daniel, the, the youngest one. And that boy is super smart. His grandfather, a uh, famous attorney from that area up there. And well, these guys are educated yeah. and running cattle. That's what's interesting to me because the perspective is off. You know, like, <clears throat> if you're doing it as a business, I feel like it's, you're just bringing a whole other, you know, piece to it and i'm one of those people that i'm always like this too like education only goes so far like book education is not where it where it's at like it's being educated by blending with multiple cultures of people yeah. you know going to somewhere like going to university hanging out meeting all types of people right. making a decision on or at least what you think you want to do with yourself for the rest exactly, of your life exactly. and then kind of starting that direction but when you hit those books that's not really you know i'm, I'm more like okay if we're going to educate educate yourself on past events on how society's changed adjusted right. you know like i think that's how you are you know what i mean yeah a little, little culture yeah a little culture a little culture well that goes with a lot of traveling experiences and i'm not a very uh or prejudiced type guy i'm yeah. gonna welcome people from all backgrounds like i have friends from one end of the spectrum to the other oh i know that's why i love when you come visit because i know when he comes <laughs> over here if i because you know i'm always we're always talking to so-and-so's over here i'm talking to somebody i look over and Alan's gone. He's talking to everybody. I ain't got to worry about you. I don't have to. You're not that type of person I got to bring. And hey, man, just hang out right here. I introduce you everybody. No, you're going. <laughs> I'm a social butterfly, man. Yeah, yeah. And if you really think about it, we're all just humans. We're all yeah, just man. trying to make it. We, we got the same problems, the same joys, happinesses. And you know, one of my favorite movies, Lonesome Dove, famous Lonesome western. Dove. Yeah, Robert Duvall. Yep. Lori's crying in his lap. I just got to get to California. I just. He said, Lori, darling, let me tell you something. He said, life in California is still just life. If you want any one thing too badly, it's likely to end in disappointment. So you got to learn to enjoy all the little everyday things. And that's the truth because it don't matter where you're at, who you are. Enjoy your life one breath at a time. Take it easy. Get good friends around you. you Yeah, man. I mean, it's one thing. is This is a very short life. Oh, fleeting. It's short, but it's long. If that makes sense, because you you know we're you're twenty were you twenty nine twenty eight twenty eight okay I'm thirty one we're at thirty percent of our life man Ooh, everybody's don't like everybody like that. I mean, think about it though yeah. everybody's like we're getting old we're thirty you know we're forty we're fifty even we're fifty man yeah, you still got a whole nother fifty years to live man if you look at it realistically and yeah we we lose people at sixty seven years old yes, but think about true. it if you're thirty years old in thirty more years the technology advances in medicine. And you know, just more Who of knows? not not our knowledge of how to take care of ourselves because it changes. We're, you're gonna live to 100 years old. It's possible. You know, take care of yourself. Too, yeah, and being thing. a different 100 year old man than you would be, have been now. 
because yeah. that's in 70 years. You think about it, that's a lot of... I, I'm not worried about someone running around saying I'm old because I'm 40 or 50. I'm just not, man. You got There's you, some guys I know that live life a left. young lifestyle. I'll, I'll tell you one in particular, a good friend of mine, Colby Fears over there at Henderson. Colby told me one day, he said, Alan, I'm 40. Mm-hmm. I said, Colby, you ain't a day over 29 years old. He said, no, I am. But Colby's in the same type of business I am. Yeah. And he lives his life like a young man. He stays active. Yeah. He, he's on his horses every day. He's riding through a lot of background yearling cattle. Yeah. A lot of high-risk cattle. And he has a, a spirit about him that keeps him young. Listens to a lot of young-type music, you know. He doesn't stress about a lot of things. Stress is a killer, dude. And I was thinking about something yesterday. I agree. I was thinking about something yesterday. Remember, the, there's always that grumpy old man. Yeah. I feel like uh, I don't want to be that grumpy old man. No. What the hell is he so grumpy about, man? What's he, what's, he, what's he so mad about? You know, like, if you've lived, if you have regrets, you still have plenty of time to change, well, you know, make man, adjustments. I got a good friend of mine, Justin Glasscock, over there at Lindale. And Justin's a family man. Yeah. Got three beautiful children, beautiful mm-hmm. wife, hard worker. And me and him have spent a lot of time talking on the phone with one yeah. another. You know, telling us about his life, things going on, which kid's sick, whatnot. But we talk about a lot of life. And uh, Justin's one of those guys that takes it a day at a time. You know, kind of just doesn't get too bent out of shape. I think that's the I think that's the ticket, man. I think it's um <clears throat> because I've done a, you know a lot of business growing and working with a lot of you know successful people and great mentors and and been through some things on the on the personal side of life oh, and the business yeah. side of life already. And you know have a lot more. I'm not saying I know it all. Hell, I'm young, but I've you know I've had some experiences and I feel like that um looking at it and saying I got to set a five year plan, I got to set oh, a ten year wow. plan. I know a lot of coaches and shit tell people that, but I don't necessarily agree with that. I say get an idea of what you're doing and take it day by day. Yes. Set da- set a daily goal, maybe. But as far as setting well, that thing, don't don't wander aimlessly through no. life. <clears throat> no, yeah, yeah get, of course. But don't focus have some so direction. much on these milestones that I have to do this. Yeah. I have to get have here. Have some direction. Yeah. Because the thing like, is, no, you don't know what's going to happen oh. in a d- today. You don't know what's going to be thrown at you. You know, your best friend may die. Your mama may die. You know, um, not, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not trying to be morbid here, but or something great could happen and completely oh, change yeah. your you direction. Might find the winning lotto ticket on the sidewalk as you're going down the road. Yeah, Who knows? completely change your direction. So if you just take it day by day, man, and don't let the the little things just well, tear I, you down. Gonna, uh, going back to speaking on my grandpa, yeah, born in 1941, that man has always had a spirit about him that was just day by day. Yeah. And, and he was an entrepreneur in a sense. He was a businessman. You know, he was building custom spec homes over there in East Texas during okay. the, big, the big boom of the 70s and doing really good with it. And then in the 80s, in the 85, we had an oil crunch over there. And the whole world. 86. Yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, this is it a big, just, This well, that area and this area is a huge oil and gas mecca for the, in that time. Yes, yes. And the coastal region of, of Texas, too, mm-hmm. Houston, Galveston, Corpus Christi. But... Whenever that oil crunch hit, my grandpa had three or four spec homes already built. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about mortgage payments on all of them. Yeah. Wiped him out. There weren't, there weren't no investors. No. You know, back then, you he didn't need his more. own pocket. Right. My, that's a lot and, of... And he, yeah. was, he was noble enough a man to sign it himself. Mm-hmm. And it was his business, his baby. And I asked my grandpa one time, I was probably 10, 12 years old, I said, Pop, what was the happiest you think you've been in your life? Like, what stage did you felt like you had it all together? Because even as a young man, I was thinking, okay... What timeline do I need to get? What at I need ten to get or eleven done? years old, you were thinking yeah, about this? Yeah, I was. See, that's I something that's. Oh, well, that's that's yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, you know. And, and he said, Alan, I was probably 40, 45. Okay. That was when he, 
bought his first brand new truck. I yeah. think it was a 1980, 1981 truck. You know, there's done a lot of hunting. His kids were getting on up. They weren't mm-hmm. toddlers anymore. Uh, my mom and my uncle were probably 10 to 15 years old in there. And so he had everything, you know, going his way. Yeah. Well, 85, the oil market falls. Those yeah. ha- homes quit selling. Loses every dollar he had. Everything. Had to start back over at zero. At that age. At that age. And that was the happiest he's been. Yeah, up to that point. And yeah. now he found a newfound happiness after that, right, too. But but he rebuilt himself again. Mm-hmm. Me and him have the same birthday the same day, July 13th. That's the Him same. and 41, me and 92. You're cancer. Yeah. So am I. Exactly. We, and our buddy Chris Hemingway he as well. Is, he is. I feel like I was having this conversation. I don't remember who it was. Well, I have this conversation a lot, but I don't remember who it was the other day. But cancers and Leos. And, look, I'm not a big astrological person or anything like right, that. but. Right. If you start looking around, it's not a coincidence. There's something to that shit. We're kind of drawn. We're kind of drawn to <laughs> we one are, another. It's, it's our mentality, but it's interesting y'all have the same birthday. That's insane. Yeah. Well, and, and he was the type of guy, and he's always been this way, well-loved and friendly and just didn't worry about things. Yeah. Right? I, I, so many times I'd be complaining, oh, I popped this, that, and that. He said, well, Alan, what, what in the hell can I do about it? Yeah. He said, and that's why he kind of looked at a lot of stuff in life. Like, there's things you just can't do anything yeah, about. I agree. And I, I bring this up to a lot of people and I have this conversation a lot because I feel like now I, I love to be the back end accountable friend or, you know, even in business or whatever it may be that I'm going to call you out on your shit because yeah. some, everybody needs that person to call them out on their shit. Yeah. And I'll be that person. I don't mind. You know, I don't feel bad about it because I've, I, I feel like I thrive in the dirt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Down there, down there in the greediness. I love it. I love down it. Down there in the bottom where I you got to fight and come yeah. up. Yes, I love sir. it. I yes, love sir. it. But so I agree. But at the same time, so if you appreciate the grind in the dirt, yes, sir, for what it's worth. But then you also say, okay, don't worry about variance. I can't control. Don't stress about what you can't control. Mm-mm. I feel like I found that mentality around 25, 26 years old. Really, and I feel like a lot of people never find that. You know, or they also never, or they do, it's later in life. So luckily I did find that, and I don't, no one really ever told me. It wasn't, it's great you had that influence that, you know, that kind of guides you to that. But at the same time, you also, there's things you do got to worry about. So it's finding that balance, you know, with all that. What was the defining moment at 25, 26? I have no idea. I have no idea. You have a dramatic moment you went through. I have no idea. Um, I look back, um, you know, I had an interesting life. You know, I rode with the motorcycle club, at, at, you know, oh. for a couple of years. A lot of people don't know that. I'll leave it at that. It was interesting, but time in my life. But I've been through some things. I've done some things. Um, I've seen a lot of sides of, of life. I've seen, right. you know, I've seen low There's parts. I've seen high parts. And um, I've met people all in between. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, I just feel like that going through those things up until around the time I was 25, 26 is where I've been through all that already. I felt like that I can literally get along with anyone. I'm everyone's, you know, everyone's a person to me. Right. I don't judge anyone on anything on male, female, transgender. I don't care what you want to do, color. It don't matter to me. I love you all. all and uh, when I started realizing that and realizing that there's so many people that are in these these echo chambers and these boxes, man, and they refuse to take information in a party. And there's some places still like that in this dude, world. There's a, a lot of places still like that. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of places we, we are around, you know, oh, yeah. and travel well, through. Well, and, and, and the cattle industry going to so many remote-type places over there, like in East Texas, like Fairfield. Yeah. That place is that's come there from Fairfield, Alabama. Mm-hmm. 
and they still think the way they did 50, 60 years and, ago. And people and they're get, old school. And, and that's a good thing. They don't know, you know any better. They don't, yeah. They don't know and they're any kind better. of raising that clan over there. If you're raising I got some great friends over yeah, there. If you're raising in this, you know, area and you never have experience with anything else, you're not cultured, you've never traveled out of there longer than, you know, maybe, you know, 100 miles down the road. Right. You, you don't know any better. So exactly. I feel like there's we have to be able to, you know, ease people into diversity. Well, Netflix has a movie, Mudbound. Have okay. you seen it? No, I haven't. Okay, it's kind of set in the 30s, 40s, <clears> something <throat> like that. But it's about the blending cultures of the black sharecropper and the white. Okay. Southern Mississippi back in the day. Man, we've come a long way in this world. Yeah. And those people thought that way and just the way we do all across this world because that was what they were bred to believe led to believe that's what they learned coming up yeah and in their mind there was nothing wrong with it which right wrong or otherwise that's just their culture Mm -hmm. and there's so many of that and embracing those different sides of it and that's you're really good at it i feel like i'm really good you are you are and it's one of those things getting people together loving on them Visiting with loving them. Loving on them. I loving love on them. I, love I, I like it. We call it visiting Well, I just, well, so Putt Putt, a good friend of mine, he said that same thing. I've never, uh, he was on here a couple, um, yeah, loving on them. Yeah. And that's, yeah, he was on people. here a couple, uh, probably a month ago. But yeah, loving on them. You got to. Oh, well. Everybody needs a little loving, man. You, you, can, <laughs> <laughs> you can see in pictures and, and, and meeting people in their faces just what love can do to yeah. them. It's something as simple as a kind word, a compliment, mm-hmm. whatever. Words you know, of affirmation. Yeah, words of affirmation. Yeah. But not only that, like, and I, and I love, I'm bad about that. I'm better about the act. I'm more yeah. the act. Yeah, and, showing you people. You know, showing. Or, you know, but well, and, I agree. And, you know, this being locked down, this quarantine deal, and for a year, there were so many of these, this loving on this experience, you didn't get to go, you couldn't get close to yep. people, yep. you know? And so that takes us, me and you, into a different world we're going to live in after the fact. Like we talked about a while ago, what's in the next 30 years? Yeah. After it. I have no know? idea, dude. We have no and, idea. And, and we both enjoy networking, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So things like this, awesome, right? Yeah. What's that going to look like in the future? Or is it, is it going to become more popular? Like I, what Joe Rogan's well, doing out there. Yeah, so, yeah, what he's doing over there, man, is, is insane. And he's bringing everyone together, yeah. you know, and doing it right. You know, and if, if he has to, um, he's taking it like, okay, COVID's here. All right, I'll just test everybody. You're going to pay a little more for a ticket. But I'm gonna test everyone. Yeah, we're gonna hang out. We're safe. Whatever, however you want to do it, that's fine. You know, I, it's um, whatever takes place. We have to keep in mind that we have to do what's best for everyone. Right. Um, no, we don't want to inflict on each other's freedoms. You know, so you have to keep that in mind. You know, yeah. it's, what, it's a fine line that we have to figure out. And we're look. This is new for us. It hasn't. We haven't went through anything like this since what the Spanish flu in the 1920s? Yeah, 1913. That's 1913. Spanish or, or, it was before. Yeah, 1912, 1913, yeah, something like that. There's things. Uh, there was a Texas mayor that resigned last week. During we had that cold snap, right? Zero degrees. Yeah, snow, man. All and that's that, another that. thing. We just went through another. Oh, it's man, been over 120 was... years on record that that the United States has felt the impact of where we're here, here right now, where we are sitting. At. Last week, seven days ago, there was six. Inches of snow out there. Yes, yes, and that is an odd thing. It's very that weird. That is not very normal. interesting. So we've been through a lot of Arctic shit, man. Storm. Yeah. People lost power. People lost running water. Yeah. Pops freezing. A lot of there's a, uh, quite a few people died. Um, oh, people. Yeah. Um, he, I, I saw some older, um, some elderly folk had lost their life because the, um, you know, loss of contact. Not people not being able to get out there and tend to them. You know what I mean? Man. 
Well, and like I said about that Texas mayor, he had to resign over the comments he made on on Facebook. I yeah. believe it's something along the lines. I don't quote me on this. You, the strong will survive. Like, yeah. quit calling up here to the local government wanting us to do things for you. Get out there and fight. Yeah. And you have to be careful how you say that. You got to be careful how you say it. He a lot probably, of people and, can't do that. In his office, he probably shouldn't have said that right, right, wrong, or otherwise. But his general mentality is one I agree with. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want things in this life, yeah. get up and go for yeah. it. Yeah. Get it done. Don't give me an excuse as to why you can't get it done. And I think you're of that same mindset. Man, you're a it. determined guy. I, dude, I push that shit on. I, and I, don't, I have no idea where this comes from. I'm still looking for it. I'm still looking for, you know, what at what point in life was that instilled to me? Because I don't know it. I can't find it. I don't know what person in my family. There's a, a little bit of this and that from each person that I grew up. A go-getter. That's what we called them. Right, but it's different for me because there's the people that I grew up with, and nothing against them. I love them. They're old, good old country folk, but they're happy with what they have. Yeah, they're content. They're content, happy they're with what they content. have, and that's ninety five percent of everybody in my family. Well, and I'm and, not and mad at it. Contentment is a good thing, well, but maybe, contentment can get you in trouble. Well, maybe that's what's driven me to how I am, and you know. Well, and, you gotta be, man. You gotta oh, man. have that ambition, that yeah. drive, that grit, that get up and go. Well, the, our country was built on that. Yes, our life was yes, built sir. on that, man. Yes, and if we lose that, what happens? You know, what happens? Are I we don't just know. we just become I'm scared? I'm scared to we think become, of it. We all become content and dependent upon these devices around us. Yeah. And um, there's you know at that point, government money. Yeah, that, man, that too. But the thing is, like, what's interesting to me is the internet's an amazing piece of technology that's been able yes, to sir. connect us the, to the entire world. Whereas hundred years ago, it took you three to six months to get the news. Yeah. For it to travel word of mouth, paper, wire, whatever it may be. And now you can have it in a millisecond. And and, and, and you gotta need to verify what you're hearing too, because yeah. so many people hear that's another thing. That's just another take thing. it for no, truth. You, no, yeah, you have to you have to do your research. If you're gonna argue on social media about politics, yeah. whatever it may be, don't everyone do has that their in the views. first place. That's well, no, no, don't do that. To, but if you're gonna Facebook, argue on any it. kind of platform, you need to be educated. Yeah, well, and, you know... On that subject matter. Presenting a problem without presenting a solution is just complaining. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love <laughs> you it. Know, I agree. If you're going to bring something up, at least tell me what you're going to do to fix it. Yeah. Other than that, you can just shut the hell up about it because we got enough stuff to worry about. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and I got enough people talking shit and crying and not yeah. doing anything about it then just sit back and let let oh. the people that are going to step up okay and we're just going to tie that back in what we we're talking about a while ago about yeah. grit and determination my nephews okay i got a middle nephew cole yeah. and he loves coming riding with me we'll go horseback we went horseback on christmas day of last year put him on a good horse took my dog's sister we went around there and bayed up on a set of hogs wild uh-huh. hogs back in there and Cole, what's going on? What's up? I said, she's baited up on two hogs right there. Well, hey, we won't, we won't at least go down and catch them. Yeah. So I said, well, maybe we can rope them. We can't get a rope on them. I said, I'm going to go in there on foot and grab them hogs up. Yeah. I went down there and grabbed about a 175-pound mama sow hog. She had one hind leg messed up. I don't know if somebody had shot her or whatnot. She couldn't run real fast. I grabbed her, and boy, she was turning around trying to bite. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, trying to yeah. bite. And I told Cole, I said, Cole, bring me a rope. How much do you think she weighed? She's about 175 pounds, okay. and that's a lot of power right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good lean haul. I said, Cole, bring me a rope. And he said, I, I can't. I can't. I can't get through the brush. And I could see I could see him kind of, and I could hear him, of course, but they're only 10 or 15 foot. I said, you're on that horse, ain't you? Well, yeah. I said, well, push him through. He said, he won't go. I said, 
I can't and he won't go ain't an option. You no. better start over and under mm-hmm. that sucker bill and come to me. And my nephew, about within a couple minutes, burst, burst through there. I mean, he had that grit up, grit and get up and go and determination. And I, and I try to instill that in him. Yeah, like, but let's if, go. Don't if, give me excuses if, as to why. Get here. If I need he, you here, get here. He and did. be that way for other people. But he needed that one little nudge. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, set, it, some, so set an example. Some of, some of us need that. Exactly. You know, some of us need, some of us have that and don't realize we have it. Uh-huh. And we need that little nudge. You, you, real, you don't realize the impact you have on others in your life. Yeah, and that's something that I'm really realizing uh, the past few years of my life is yeah. that um, I, I agree, and I think that um, we all do, and we all have a responsibility to you know how we how we're going to be that impact. Yeah, you want to always, and you need to always be checking yourself. Am I still presenting a positive image? Yeah. Am I still being a man of integrity that others would look up to? You know, because there's times we all stray off the path. Of course. Because you don't know what young person's watching you. Maybe they're wanting to be like you. Or, or old person. Or old you person. You don't know. Yeah, life who's, has so many wise and you, forks in it. And there's, yes, a lot more, there's a lot more platforms of attention, so you don't know who's looking at you. And, it, you know, you may be that voice of reason for somebody one day just by being yourself. Yes, yes. And be yourself because everybody else is already taken. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, be be your own man. And uh, Who's this song right here? This is uh, the Black Lilies. Out of the blue, I don't man, know. But I've we, never heard them. But uh, they, uh, we've been playing this little bit of music in the background because my my man here likes some oh, good love, old good old country music, and music, art, literature. Those well, are my things. Whoever this is, I'm gonna have to put this on my list because I like this. We'll put a link to it. Yeah, we'll put a link to it. <laughs> we'll try to remember to put a link. I like to that it, one. But uh, we were talking about it before we started too. And we, I want to talk about it a little bit too. That um this this new this new field of music. Oh um, man. It vibe you is what I like to say. It yeah. vibe you out. It make you make you connected. Uh, we're talking about Sam Williams, yeah. weatherman. So yeah, I did not. This is blowing my mind right now. I did not know that uh, that Hank Williams' son, um, not Hank Williams the third, but Hank Sam Sam Williams, Sam Williams, Sam Williams yeah, redid Weatherman. Oh my God, it was amazing. We listened to him a minute ago. Yeah, crazy. yeah, and you know that was off his daddy's album. Uh, probably come out in the seventies. Well, like you know, that. real quick on that. <laughs> A true outlaw country fan knows that song. Yeah. Most people, when you say Hank Williams, the old the, junior and the old yeah, stuff. the junior, most people they go to uh, Whiskey Bent Hellbound, you know, or all my rowdy friends. Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it ain't nothing wrong. That's a good honky tonk. But uh, uh, I feel like a good judge of um, someone who enjoys. Some real good soulful music. Yes, sir. They like them some Weatherman by Hank Williams oh, Jr. Oh man, that and Dinosaur. There's been a oh, resurgence those, those of two, Dinosaur. Those two. Who's gonna redo that one? I don't know, but but Shoot. I like what Sam Williams has done with that because he has put it this metro modern. Yeah. You know, there's so much modern music coming out. Um, a lot of people wouldn't think I'm a big friend of the the weekend. I like the weekend. I love, dude. I, we were talking. I had um, oh man. Daryl, my my buddy uh, Daryl Fuller, he was on here, and yeah. um, he's an um, audio engineer. And um, we were talking about that the yeah. weekend, um, Bruno Mars, well, and the weekend, th- those two fellas right there. We listened to a song a while ago, this "Yellow Hearts" by Ant Saunders. That, yeah. that kid's twenty years old. Yeah, got a pop song out. Okay, a big one. Yeah, that young. Which we've had we've had stars that young before. Yeah, we have. But but if it's different, if it's uh, you're singing something that um, was written for you, or you're singing something that you know. It was one yeah. Of well, and and the things they're singing about, like that song's about 
it's called Yellow Hearts, and it's about you put my name in Yellow Hearts. It's talking about an iPhone. Yeah. And now you, when you put somebody's name in there, you can put little emojis. Yeah. Well, that's the way it's shown love in today's society. Think about that. On on putting your number in somebody else's phone and what emoji you put Well, we're talking it. about emojis. Look at, okay, so people, see, so older crowd of folk, they don't understand. We now can use, I can literally send you an entire conversation I, I, I tested this with someone about a year ago. Um, we had an entire conversation being emojis for an entire day. And we each knew exactly what each other were talking about the entire time. Yeah. Because we have trained ourselves nonchalantly, not even know, subconsciously. Now we can use these symbols to communicate. And you try to read the other person but through it, too. If you look back to Egypt, what are all those things written on the walls? Oh. Isn't this crazy? So oh. what's happening? You know what I mean? What are we doing? So like those people those were conveying hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics, so that, yeah. Those those people were communicating with um, symbols, and now we are techno- technologically advanced um, we're thousands of years, and we're doing form. it. We're doing it again. We are doing it again. <laughs> and you know, where's it all going to lead? What's it all going to Who knows, to? man? <laughs> That's Who knows? a fun part about it. No That's doubt. another thing. Is uh, so what's your uh? We were talking about that. So we were talking about some ancient Egypt stuff. So. The pyramid, the pyramids were built that long ago, and we still cannot recreate that architecture. Why is really? that? What's your yeah? What's your uh, stance on um, flying things in the sky and stuff? Oh, up, not of this world. And all that stuff, not man. This world. I, I, my, look, my Are mother raised me very strict on all the supernatural yeah. and all that stuff, and she said we ain't gonna have that devil stuff in this house, <laughs> and and she was scared of it. Yeah. Okay, and she raised me in church yeah. and to stay away from it, not uh-huh. believe any of it. Yeah. We raised me in a Pentecostal church. What I'm talking about, holy rolling. Yeah, okay, running laps in there, talking in tongues, rolling yeah. on the floor, yeah. the whole shebang. So anyhow, going back to that, she taught me you know, that none of it's true. But as I've gotten older, there's a lot of unexplained things. Dude, <clears throat> we lot. are we are naive. We are naive to think that we we are not, not only naive, but we are um we're just egotistical to think that we are the only Dang intelligent life being in this mecca of what well, we there's live. a lot of intelligent animals we have on oh, Earth of course with us, but yeah, of course but i'm talking about you, you know, know they, they put that range rover on mars this week did you see the video of that um yeah <laughs> yeah so think about that there's mars out there and it mars is probably if there's somebody out there which i doubt there is because it looks like pecos texas out there yeah flat and nothing they're probably looking at that blue and green thing over there like, what was that? Is that Earth? What is it? They don't even have a name for us yeah. over here. And we're over living. And the limits of things is how we know how big they are. Yeah. We haven't found a limit well, to that's, space. Uh, that's, well, here's the thing. That's No, there's no, we don't know if there's a limit or not. But that's as far as we can reach right now. So we compare it to what we know. Okay? That's as far as our arm can reach is Mars at this point. Do you know this gentleman right here? Paul Cawthon? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I want to make I that. Do. I want to make that man famous. I do. I, I do. I want to make that man famous. Oh man, uh, Richard Jarvis turned me on to uh, Paul Cawthon. That's, a, that's a good one right there. Like cocaine you know, country you, dancing. You were talking about uh, talking through emojis. Yeah. I talk with my friends a lot through songs. I'll send them a song. I won't send them words. I know you do that to me. I like I'll just it. send you a I song. Like, like hey man, check this out. I'm gonna start. We'll start communicating yeah. more that way. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I did. It's like you know when you're when you're driving, you're thinking about work, whatever yeah. you got to think about. What do you get done? Pop you on some music, and I'll I'll, I'll vibe out and I'll relax. It'll, even if it's just for a minute, two yeah. minutes. 
And I'm like, man, DJ probably like this song. <laughs> <laughs> Share. And then you, if you're at a point where you can listen to it, if you're, maybe you're in an office, studio, whatever, yeah, yeah. pop this thing on. Yeah. And you're like, I get what Alan's saying well, over I there. Know what, I, know, yeah, I, know I know what his vibe I, is today. Yeah. There's old Brady Meyer up there in uh, Northern Woman said, he said, I'm sniffing what you're stepping in. <laughs> He's, I'm tracking. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Oh, man. I know it. Well, back to uh, real quick, because I, I, that song threw me off, because I, I like that song. But um, the the limits to space and um, being yeah. m- more of that of you saying how you're raised and um, people teaching people not to believe anything but one thing. Yeah. I have, I don't discuss religion a lot on here, and I don't discuss politics a lot on here. Um. We, you know, and I, I don't want. Here's the reason why. I know every single person out there watching or listening has their own beliefs. Oh yeah. And I don't want to infringe. I don't want to change it. I don't want to. Well, I don't want to change it. I don't want to infringe upon that. Yes, sir. But what I do want to do is, I want to share my perspective on those things, and 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 I feel like yours is very similar to mine. Is here's the thing. When it comes to religion or anything else, you believe what you believe, and that's fine. And you know, it's your own. You know, it's your own way, but. I think it all boils down to this. You do positive shit, you get positive shit back. If you do negative Karma. things, if you do negative things, you get negative back. It will come back to and you. It, it, that's, if you look at life and perspective of, I know that's very simple, but if you look at it, it's exactly what, that's all that matters. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Coach Corey Wayne. Okay. He has a podcast out, a YouTube channel out. Uh, I think it's called Understanding Relationships, but he preaches on the relationships you have primarily with women, yeah, and how they can influence and shape your life, you know. Yeah, and, and that's and and one thing he says connecting with you is what you put out is what you get back. If of you're putting out positive, if you're putting out confidence when yeah. you enter the room, and and you and I both we're similar in that. Yeah, we protrude that. When you're putting that out, your people are drawn to you. Yeah, and they're like, hey, what's this guy? Mm-hmm. Let's and there's also them. people that um, don't want anything to do with you, and that's okay, too. But, you know, it's, it's interesting how that happens, Oh, right? yeah. Well, a lot of times, if somebody's talking trash about somebody else, it's not constructive. No. It's well, just, it's just uh, they're insecure about their own there's, being. Yeah, there's... Un- they're insecure. You know, and we talk about these things on these podcasts. We talk about these cliche things that you always hear. People hear that, and they say that, but they don't really believe it or think about it. If something's wrong, if someone has a negative connotation, yes. if someone's talking shit on someone because they don't agree with them, yeah. typically there's an underlying oh, issue. Oh yeah, what are you trying to hide? Yeah. Like what are you trying to cover? And or trust me, I've or, lived or, and seen or, a lot of that. Or are you hurting and you need some loving you, on? Exactly. Let's let's love on them. <laughs> let's love love them through it. And you know they'll kill them with kindness. Yeah. All the Bibles, you know, be kind to your yeah. enemy because yeah. it will heap burning coals upon his head. Yeah. You know, forgive your enemy. Yeah. Dude, and it doesn't matter. Look, family. and it doesn't matter what kind of, and that's that's the Christian. It doesn't matter what your belief is. Right. That is a very a broad statement that be used in in life. You well, know, you it know, doesn't even matter what your belief is. Jesus Christ sat down and ate with Judas, who, yeah. who sold him out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't wash his feet. No, yeah, and that's what I'm getting at. Is no matter what religion you put into play, if it's one of you know across the world who doesn't know this t- story, that's it still means something, right? You know what I mean, right? You, Do, you have to forgive. You have to. Um, you have to get along with people. You have to be kind. Well, you don't have that negative energy in no. you too. Yeah. And and I, you know, I got a group of friends that 
within talking with them, if I notice one of them being negative, yeah, like they oh, like if we're setting goals, if they're mm-hmm. talking about how hey, I want to go back to school and do this, whatever, and they start acting a little bit, na- I say, hey, that doesn't sound like you. Yeah, like you sound a little bit negative there. Maybe you need to check yourself. And they're like. You know what? That's right. And they're they're the same way back to me. If I'm feeling like I'm overwhelmed, like, hey, that doesn't sound like you're a winner mindset. What's what's up? I'm like, well, oh yeah, I forgot. I am. I and do have some friends that are negative all the time, but that's their way of um. I think that's their way of pushing themselves forward too. It's interesting how that works. <laughs> like like a, like a be their own motivator yeah. in that way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Kinda. what it is. You know, they're a little a little pessimistic vibe. Um, you know. You gotta be an optimist. Internally, man. internally, they're uh, they they have some optimism, or internally, they may be hurting. You know, they're probably so, probably so, and a lot they're trying to cover up for things. But it's like a wound, okay? It, you can get a wound somewhere, a cut, and if the what you what cuts you, what hurts you, still in there, and that skin grows over, it'll yeah. fester, and it's just down there festering yeah. in them. So if you want to really cleanse yourself emotionally, spiritually, get whatever hurts you out. And there's been some people in my life literally that have inflicted a lot of emotional pain. But if you hold on to that, that's that's like swallowing a bitter pill. Look, I love that you just brought that up because you are a man's man. You're a true gentleman to ladies. I try to be. You 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 very very much so. You always present yourself in a very clean manner. Um, I feel like you're a man's man. And you work on horseback and you bust your ass every day. And the fact that you just said that means so much to me and people need to hear it. Is that true man's man, old school mentality of keeping it all in? It's why that grumpy, that old grumpy man man that we talked about about earlier, that's where it comes from. I feel like that that's the one thing that that man's man was missing is that right there. Well, us as humans, we need so much. We pile so much on ourselves. We stress ourselves so much. And we worry about this and that. And the is the dumbest really, shit, man. Yeah, is it the really worth worrying shit. about? You know. And I think, it, well, I think what we worry about the most is um, opinions, opinion of others. Yeah. What does so and so think? We called it running with the Joneses, yep. keeping with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. Don't worry about Jones because Jones ain't worried about you. Exactly. Dude, <laughs> I said that the other day. I said, look, no one gives a shit about your problems because no, they, they have their own, man. They, they have their own, so no. you know, get up and do it and go. Yeah. And I promise you, that's how you achieve things in this life. Yeah. You know, don't worry about. Okay, we, horse racing. Okay, we like horse racing. The blinders. Don't worry about who's in this lane, who's in this lane. Focus on the path you ahead. Your, you run your race. And don't look backwards. No. Hell no. Don't, don't. 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 You can't walk forward looking back. We, we, we talk about plowing the field. Yeah. Right? And talk about tractor work, talk about agriculture. Uh-huh. You get on a tractor and you go to plowing, if you're turning around and looking at the disc the whole time, you ain't looking where you're going. Yeah. You set a point on the horizon way down there and you go for it. Don't worry about what's right here. Don't worry about what's – go so, set yourself a, a long You're exactly right. A lot, of have, a lot of people have it. You can't, you know, relate with that analogy, but I know exactly yeah, what you're talking I'm about. Getting, you're, you're you just, know, you know you got to get that first lane done first. Yes. You got to get the first lane cut first. And then you line that disc up, which is that wider, a little bit wider than the track. Yeah, yeah. Put, yeah. You got to get it lined up. Yeah, and, and relate that back live. Set a goal for yourself. Matthew McConaughey, do you see his little deal? He said, who's my hero? Myself Man. in five years, ten years, fifteen years, all that stuff. Yes, I did. I yes. love that. I love that he said that. Um, And people would say that's um, egotistical. Or, but well, I, I, disagree. He, I disagree. He's, he's trying to get something that he knows he never can attain, so yeah. he's just setting his goal higher, yeah. setting the bar higher. But he's not, he's not necessarily setting a concrete position. 
like I'm gonna climb Mount Everest, and once I've got there, then what the fuck? What else is there to do? No, there's not another one. That scares that's, the shit. That's it. That scares the shit out of me. Yeah. You so, know, he, he challenges himself in the roles he takes. Yeah. Even look at look what he was in Dallas Buyers Club. Oh my god. And then what he was in gold. Remember the movie where he got a big old potch belly? Yeah. That was a big range on Matthew McConaughey. And he did that. He wanted the challenge. Yeah. He wanted to be known as that actor that could do it. And he's a really great guy. Uh, him and uh, Christian Bale's another one. Yeah. That dude. Oh, my God. I, I probably haven't followed Christian Bale as much as... as well, McConaughey's amazing, but like Christian Bale, just when you say like taking that, took him, taking himself down to that yeah. level of almost dying, I remember him having a conversation with someone on the podcast about that. Um, but also Christian Bale doing the same thing in uh, The Machinist, I believe was the name of the movie. Taking himself almost down to... to because it was so... So determined, and it may seem um, stupid to most people, but it's not about it's not about the um, the the role or the movie. It's about right. setting that well, you know, setting something to be, for yourself to do. Meaning that mean that role means something that much to him that he was willing to change his entire being to do it. to do it um, because do it. he committed to something. Yeah, and he's going to do it to his fullest capability. Well, That's well, what I, well, H. L. Hunt said it too. You know, he said, "Decide what you want." Then decide what you're willing to give up to get it. Yeah. And go to work. Because like life it. is trade-offs, man. Yeah. Decide what you want. And decide what you have to do to get it done. And then decide if you got it in you to do it. Yeah. You put those three things together. You got it. You know? And that grit, that get up, that, that saltiness. Yeah, man. It's what we like. I love it. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well... I don't want to stop this because I feel like we can go for another hour. So we're oh, gonna have man. to we're gonna have to do a um, a version two. Yes, sir. A we'll, sequel. We'll come back and a trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to come over to Texas. Well, we're gonna do it. Hey, well, before we close this thing out, um, first off, I'm glad to come here this weekend. We had a oh, good time, man. man. We had a good time last night. We, we've been trying to do this for two years. I know. We really have. We, yes, we've been we talking have. about doing this since I started this podcast. I, when I met you. I said, hey, man, I got a podcast. I want you to come on and do yeah, that I, shit forever yeah. ago. Yeah. Forever ago. I still yeah. got your card. No, I keep all, all them cards of everybody I met. Yeah. I stuck yours right there. Hell yeah. And I found that still in my business. But, but um, no, I appreciate it. Now, um, you know, this is a it's rare time. It's rare in life where you find someone outside of your network yes, that you vibe with so well. And then you're yeah. able to grow and then bring other people together. So I think that we're starting to do that. I want to keep doing that. Yes. Keep that um, good energy flowing. Is there anything you want to throw out there that... We hadn't already. No, I just want to do I, I want to say thank you for being so generous oh, yeah, for man. this friendship that we've, oh, yeah, that we've built. I mean, it's a good thing. And good group of guys, man. Good group of guys. Yeah. We're good movers and shakers in the world, they say. I mean, somebody's got to do it. It's not going to be us, man. That's yeah. what I feel like. Look, yeah. I enjoyed it today, man. Everyone, please subscribe to the podcast. Real Cowboy on the day. Alan Johnson. <laughs>